Good morning, Judith. Good morning, Sonia. Welcome to the Coach's Cup podcast. I'm Sonia Green from soniagreencoaching.com. And I am Judith Fender, a no BS coach. All right. Today, <laughs> I, I love the title that we came up mm-hmm. with. We were saying that our titles to our podcasts are all boring. So <laughs> this morning, we have gone off the rails. You're going to wonder what's in our cups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this morning, we are talking about connections, football, dead animals, and brain connectivity. <laughs> If that doesn't make you want to listen, I don't know what does. I mean, everyone's all about, I know the football because that's awesome, but the dead animals, what in the world? I don't know what you're thinking, Sonia. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah. So we, this, this episode started because um, we were going to talk about thought loops and we still are going to talk about thought loops. Mm -hmm, We're just, mm -hmm. um, thinking about them a little differently you want to talk about what a thought loop is judith so you know here's i'm going to go with my definition of a thought loop okay so a thought loop is is a negative connection to negative bias loop your brain makes a connection illogically to um a thought and it just plays over and over and over and there's a a, an urgency or a compulsion not to be confused with the mental health diagnosis of obsessive compulsive disorder, just a compulsion to fulfill the, um, a desired action for mm-hmm. relief. Yeah. Um, this might show up in like binge eaters, mm-hmm. their compulsion to eat a lot of food to feel better. Um, and does this just jump right into my dead animals? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I do want to, I do want to really emphasize that this is not, if you have uh, comp- compulsive, obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, a diagnosed disorder, we are not talking about, uh, about that. That really should, you should seek mental health treatment for something, for sure. something like that. Yeah. Because it's much more complex than what we're talking about, but everybody I think has some kind of thought loop that they get into and, and maybe you don't even realize it. And like you said, it's, it's usually illogical. It's almost always illogical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would argue for mine though. <laughs> mine makes a lot of sense. I think you would argue for yours too. Well, so I guess, I guess I'll go first since we're talking about mine as the sports related one. Um, but I, so here's what I do. I'll just explain to you all what one of my thought loops is. And then we can talk about how I, how I view it. So I love sports. I, I love to, I used to play sports. I don't really play sports much anymore, but I love to watch them. I'll watch baseball. I will watch football. And because I'm a Kentucky girl, I live for basketball and March Madness. And I have been known to go into deep depression after after March Madness is over because I'm so used to watching fo- or basketball for hours during the week. Um, but anyway, when I'm watching a sport, if I come in, let's say it's the middle of a game, um, if I come in in the middle of the game and I turn it on and my team is winning, 
And as I watch the game, they start falling apart and start losing. In my mind, I have somehow created that. I have changed the team's vibe. And so in order to save them, I turn off the TV and walk away from the game because I somehow have changed their vibe and am responsible for this game falling apart. You alone. I love it. <laughs> Power of a true fan. And I mean, this used to happen a lot when, when I lived in Philadelphia, the Phillies are on TV almost every night of the week during, during baseball season, which just was, it was fantastic. I loved it. I mean, we always had a game on at night, but if they, if things started turning around and they started losing, you know, if they're losing from the beginning, then that's obviously not my fault. Me right. watching can only change them in a positive way. <laughs> okay. But if they're winning and then they start losing, I can change the vibe by turning the TV off. Sometimes I would just turn it off for a few minutes and then I come back and see if maybe. And, you know, if they scored in that time, that reinforced that reinforced in my brain and I'm not I know this isn't logical you all I hear you going you're a nut I know it's not logical I I have lived my life in a very logical way and I realize this isn't logical but I had to do it it was a compulsion I I I don't had to do it I still do it Mm. because it seems you know what 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 if what if it changes everything what if they win because i turn off the tv Mm -hmm. (laughs) i hear you i hear you and i think here what what we also need to say is when your brain is proven right when your thought is proven right your brain gets that dopamine hit yes and that is what reinforces the behavior over yes. and over. And, and you know what this makes me think of, Sonia? Am I wrong? Is this intermittent schedules of reinforcement like gambling? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So this works for something. Uh, if you have some kind of behavior uh, like gambling or. Mm-hmm. Um, because it or does. Porn, re- you know, mm-hmm. that's that's something also where you get that dopamine hit, that reinforcing. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking about. um you know, actually, I remember this from high school. I don't remember from college, the intermittent schedules of reinforcement and gambling that that's what makes it so, um, well, reinforcing is the intermittent reinforcement of the dopamine hit that makes Mm -hmm. the brain happy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All of these come from, um, some kind of negative emotion, right. That Mm -hmm. we don't want to feel. I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel sad or disappointed because my team loses. Mm. You know, I, maybe you don't want to feel loneliness. You don't want to, you know, bingers will talk about that. They, they were lonely or they were anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People who bite their nails do it because of anxiety that they don't even realize. So it always comes from a negative emotion. And w- like you just said, we want that relief. We want that dopamine relief. hit. Right. And so I, if I, if I turn it off and my team wins, you know, just by turning it off, I've gotten a dopamine hit because I feel like I have possibly changed the vibe. Mm. 
So let's talk about your dopamine. Mm, mm, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm an animal lover. I've always been an animal lover. And I don't know. I'm trying to piece this. This is, I'm just freewheeling this y'all like this is unscripted. So um, I don't know when it started this connection, this illogical connection, but it's interesting because I do, I do have anxiety. Um, it, it shows up <laughs> the best times of my life, right? Absolutely. Never, never when it's convenient or when I want it. <laughs> um, but so for as long as I can remember, at least since I've been driving. So since 16, um, when I see a dead animal on the road and I have to drive around it or near it, you know, of course I'm, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm never, I never want to drive over it. There's that <laughs> if I can, if without getting myself killed, I will not drive over a dead animal. Um, and after I have passed it, I have to roll the window down. And like, I have tried to reason with my brain. I have tried to not roll the window down. I have tried not to, um, when, if I'm riding in the passenger seat with someone to be like the normal person in the car <laughs> and not have to say, you know, oh, I need to put the window down. And of course I don't want someone to think, you know, that why is she rolling the window down? Did she, did she have gas? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Judy needs some fresh air because I cannot breathe that dead air over the dead animal. Like that's my connection. Um, and it is for relief. I, I don't get relief until the window has been rolled down. Mm -hmm. So in, in a situation where you can't roll down the window, do you get just really hyper anxious or? I'm trying to think it never happens. The window gets to go down. Okay. <laughs> um, it, or, or, or I don't see the dead animal. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't think of unless there've been times where I'm, but I'm, I'm always in the front seat. I like to drive. And I get car sick, so I'm always in the front. Yeah. There's that. Unless I'm in a bus and then I'm just unaware, blissfully unaware. Yeah. 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 And you, you said it's that that dead air. So there's there's some kind of mm -hmm. something emitted. I mean, it's not just because of the smell. It doesn't have to smell. Right. But, well, you know, here's the thing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to finish this and tell the whole thing because so I think it's important. The, the an extra layer to the dead air is once I realized, like, you know, I, I never smelled a dead animal. It's not because I thought I was. It's just something connection of like needing fresh air to pass over it. Like, uh -huh. there's that. But then when I realized that you can smell a skunk before you know half mile before you get to it sometimes <laughs> like yeah <laughs> well that's just because it has a, a, a pungent odor that we pick up on so mm -hmm. my brain has made another connection that death is in the air I just I just can't smell it yet mm -hmm. and so when I see a, a you know a dead animal it just further reinforces that uh the urgency the compulsion to yeah. for for air yeah. And I could let it drive me crazy. Well, I mean, that's the whole idea, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's the whole idea of a thought loop or a compulsion is that, um, we need relief from it. Mm -hmm. We, we kind of have let our brains go off the rails a little bit. And, you know, we were joking at both of our examples, 
but I feel absolutely positive <laughs> that everybody listening and, and here's your, here's your challenge listeners. If you don't have a compulsion, then you let us know because I am absolutely sure that we all have them yeah. and they are illogical by definition. They're illogical. Mm-hmm. I have another fun. I think it's kind of fun. It's, but it's scary too. <laughs> I, and I, I can remember like, and I'm, I don't know. So I live in a house that has, we have a lot of, um, uh, it's a collective passive solar home. So we have a lot of windows on the South side and I live out in a cow pasture and I have no curtains. I don't need the curtains. The house wasn't, the windows weren't designed to have curtains. And when I'm home alone, like, oh, and we're coming up on that season, Halloween, when those commercials mm-hmm. on TV for the scary Halloween movies start coming, you know, I'll have anxiety, mm-hmm. right? It, it just kind of peaks it. And I realize I'm home alone and there are all these windows with no curtains and I don't want to catch my reflection because I'm scared. I'm going to catch my reflection and think it's my reflection, but there's going to be somebody on the other side. Yeah. And I will do that, I'll do that shit too, with like <laughs> mirrors, Oh yeah, you know, like, and then yeah. I'll have to like make myself look because it's just the fear that there's really someone out there. It's, yeah, it's everybody does it. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I have this thing about sleeping with one foot out from under the cover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we all have these, these compulsions. And again, listeners, if you don't have one, (laughs) I want to talk to you because I know everybody has them. Yeah. Share the ones you have. Let's, let's hear them. Or if there is, uh, because again, we know they're illogical, mm-hmm. but our brain gets into them and it's, we're, we're searching for some kind of relief. So the, the point, <laughs> the point, point of, of this, other than telling our weird illogical thought loops, um, bringing it back to things that we all do that um, are it's useful to get out of. Will I ever really work on my football sports compulsion? I don't know that I will because it's not that big a deal. You know, it's not like it's take, if it was taking over my life or if there were people in the house who were really upset when I turn off the TV, then I might work on it. I'm the only one in my house who cares if sports is on or not. So that's never been an issue. (laughs) But, um, but for people who binge, for people who chew their nails, Mm-hmm. who are um, drinking more than they want to. I mean, there's lots of thought loops that lead us to, to serious compulsions mm-hmm. um, like those that people really want to get out of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to sound strange to many of you if you're not used to thought work, I think. Mm. But what we're going to, and, and even gambling, you brought up gambling, even gambling, um, this will work for <laughs> what you need to do. Number one is plan. Mm. And then 24 we're hours, in, 24 hours in advance in advance. Now I, I'm going to tell you about this part and then I'm going to let Judith tell you about the second part, um, which is the, the urges part of it. But planning is part one 
of how to stop a thought loop. Mm. And this sounds crazy. You're saying you want me to plan nail chewing or you want me to plan binging. And I am saying, yes, absolutely. What I want you to do is get out a piece of paper and plan your next event, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, plan it. I mean, write everything down. I will sit in this room. I will spend this much time doing it. I will. And then you have to honor whatever that plan is. Mm-hmm. If you're choosing to do it for an hour a day, if you're choosing to do it 30 minutes, I mean, whatever, honor your plan because planning <laughs> takes away some of that habituated relief. Mm-hmm. When you've planned, let's, let's just say um, nail chewing. That's one that, that my daughter, um, that was her behavior that she, she has actually overcome, but um, she didn't even realize she would do it. But when she was nervous about something or anxious about something, she would start chewing her nails. And I mean, she could go from having nice nails to having bloody nubs, you know, in, in an afternoon, if she was in a class that made her anxious and there was a test coming up, you know, she could just chew and rip them to shreds. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's talk about that. I'm going to chew my nails, but I'm only going to chew them for 30 minutes at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to sit in my room and I'm going to chew my nails. Mm. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when you do that, what happens? Yeah, it's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> you remove the reward because the dopamine hit isn't what it would typically be. Mm-hmm. And so if you plan it and you honor that plan, then you are separating mm-hmm. the habit from the reward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know it sounds crazy, you know, binging, drinking, whatever, plan it, plan it 100%. Um, and I think you wanted me to talk about when I did my urges, they were not planned uh, mm-hmm. when I, so I, well, but planning well, it kind of was, it yeah. kind of was, okay, let me get a little back backstory. I'd always, I, we call it closing the kitchen over in OBS. Um, I have been closing the kitchen after dinner for years. Like it was just a firm agreement that I made with myself because I knew um, that after dinner eating was bullshit. There was no need for me to be um, consuming any type of calories, especially uh, during my weight loss journey. Like, okay, I can do without this. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, and then it just became, it was just, it's just a nice habit. I, find a lot of comfort in that habit. It keeps the bullshit eating out. And, um, so when we were, when Sonia and I were going through school together and we were, um, in the urges worksheet, we were to track our urges and I had let my popcorn habit kind of sneak its way in. Like, you know, I'm home alone. My husband's, you know, all the reasons, whatever, but I knew all the while that this is not what I wanted. This is not how I wanted to, um, maintain my weight loss and that it was pointless, it was bullshit. So 
I started tracking my urges one night. I sat with the movie and tracked my urges. And the first time popcorn, uh, well, here's the thing. Like there was popcorn in the house, Mm -hmm. you know, there was popcorn. So I'm watching my movie and I had my first urge and it was just like, you know, popcorn, (laughs) let's go get some popcorn. And I'm like, Oh no, no, no. So I just tap in and I ask myself, you know, but I had been doing this for a long time. It wasn't like, I don't think, unless you have a lot of awareness that you would have this type of connection right away. So I just asked myself, you know, what am I, if I'm wanting popcorn, what am I, what am I feeling right now? And the two feelings that I tapped into, of course, were loneliness and sadness because I would, you know, and it made sense. It, it fit more appropriately to what I was feeling and that I was, you know, satisfying a feeling with popcorn or masking it or, um, looking for my dopamine hit so that I wouldn't feel the feelings, but I spent some time just, you know, tracking my urges on a sheet of paper and I cannot remember how many the first night, um, and they did get farther apart. They did not stop. And by the second night, you know, it was like cut in half. And by the third night, it was like two and, and it was just gone. I just cleaned up and I was back to close in my kitchen and, and it was, and it was done. Yeah. Like that. And so the point, the point with that is that you are going to have urges to do this behavior, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. other than playing times. I mean, of course you are just because you plan it. We know that doesn't get rid of it, but tracking your urges like that and sitting with them. Mm-hmm. helps you like like you said I think you used the word tap into those feelings mm-hmm. um now this is just a word of of caution Judith has been doing this for a long time like mm-hmm. what three years three years mm-hmm. so if you are let's say you've got a nail biting habit you're going to find yourself mm-hmm. with your fingers in your mouth mm-hmm mm-hmm that you don't have to do this perfectly. We understand that, but you are trying to create an awareness, create a plan and then create awareness of when you're doing it. And then the urges, that's where the real magic happens because yeah, eventually you're going to figure out what that feeling is. It's going to take some time. It's so interesting. I'm just sitting here thinking about like, how, how did I like, I never knew when I was closing the kitchen, I, I didn't know that I was emotionally eating afterwards or that it was urges, Yeah. but it just cleaning up those spots, just to make any agreement with myself that I'm just, I'm going to eat when I'm hungry, basically breakfast, lunch, dinner, cut out the snacking allowed me to, you know, I, I dealt with my life Yeah. and the things that came because it just wasn't an option, but there were many times where I found myself in the kitchen and I'm like holding the bag of chips in my hand and I'm like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. What are you doing? No. Why are you in here? What? No. Yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Yeah. You don't want chips or yeah. popcorn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's not a perfect science and listen folks, when, when I say, when actually Judah said tracking a hundred urges, mm-hmm. they're not, it doesn't mean tracking a hundred perfect attempts you track them and let's say one day you chew your nails or you gamble or you drink or you binge Mm -hmm. 
you don't start from zero again. Mm-hmm. Nope. You pick up right where you left off. You're like, okay, I did that. That's all right. It happens. And you start counting. I mean, you just keep on counting from wherever you were. Mm-hmm. Because either way, the point is, if you track a hundred urges and you allow them, you sit with them, you think, hmm, what is this feeling that's making me want to do this? It's always a thought that creates this feeling that creates you being in the situation. Mm -hmm. So track it backwards. What is the feeling? Mm -hmm. And then what thought is coming from that feeling? Eventually, you're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And when you do, then you're not going to, you're not going to need to chew your nails or you're not going to need to binge or drink or why we do anything is for a feeling. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And they're trying to create one or avoid one. Yeah. So getting to the source of that is, is everything. Mm -hmm. So plan for it, break that habit, that, that dopamine reward habit, and then track your urges for it. And really get, get in there and figure out what is it not for the purpose of beating yourself up, please. If you, if you have not listened to our episode on beating yourself up, go back to that. Nothing good is ever going to come out of that. No, but just for the habit of figuring out what is my brain thinking right now? Mm -hmm. What is this negative feeling it's trying to avoid? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In well the meantime, said. I'm going to keep on turning off the TV and changing the course <laughs> of my favorite And <laughs> You better believe I'm going to be rolling the window down, <laughs> going to the grocery store. <laughs> Always exciting. Yeah. Our brains are very interesting. Mm-hmm. The way we make connections is very interesting. Um, I, I used, I used to have an uncle who, who would, if a black cat crossed in front of him on the road, he would mm-hmm. stop and turn around and go a different way, wherever he was going. Wow. So, I mean, these things, you know, we all do get into them and it's, it's just weird. The connections our brains make. It is. And now you've got me thinking like, wait a minute, superstitions. Is yeah, that just really what we're talking about right here? It's, it's certainly part of it. I mean, I wait a minute. Yeah. Huh? Yep. There you go. A whole nother story right there. It is. (laughs) All right, folks. I think that's about it for today. Um, please, if you enjoy this podcast and who wouldn't really, (laughs) who wouldn't enjoy this podcast? Where else are you going to find dead animals and football in the same title? Mm. Um, if you do, Give us a review. First, subscribe to us either on YouTube or on iTunes, depending Mm -hmm. on if you want to see our lovely faces or just listen to us in the car. And then give us a review. We're trying to build those reviews and we, we hear lots of love from you, but we'd like to see that too in review form. So give us that five-star rating. And ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And we will see you next week when we'll be talking about willpower. Oh, <laughs> is that what we're talking? That is what we're talking about. Nice. Next week. All right. Mm. Until next time. Cheers. <laughs>